0: All right, so welcome to the next episode of the oh, podcast. I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfect. So yeah. there's our new intro because yeah. we're trying just to being figure on, one just out. Being just just yeah. throw it out there. Um, so yeah, next episode. Uh, been a bit of a crazy week for us. Mm-hmm. We've had Damon Hayhow in the house. We've had Lizzie and Ding. Dean from Flex, Flex Success in yeah. the house. Um, it's now Friday. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It's Friday. Yeah, I'm it's pretty been excited. A big week and I've already finished my front squats for the week, so I'm happy with that as well. Um, maybe just a recap, how's your training this week? Anything, any exciting changes? Uh, so
1: I've seen a, um, a massive increase in strength this week, and it's not um, like I've you know, majorly progressed in anything. I um, was being a slack ass for the last month. <laughs> um, and uh, nursing a little bit of a hip injury, so I still have my osteos uh, voice in the back of my head saying, Don't break yourself. Yeah. Um, So, however, um, just returning back to, I call it getting my shit together, uh, which is, you know, eating the way you're supposed to eat, um, training the way you're supposed to train, and sleeping and all that kind of just doing the shit you're supposed to do. Yeah. So, uh, things are going really well. Uh, Body weight's really stable. So, I don't know about like if I need to start eating more and stuff. So, it'll definitely be a discussion I have with my uh, my coach uh, this week. Uh, But everything else has gone really well. Uh, Dropping that training session like I spoke about with you guys uh, has been very valuable. I'm kind of in a position now where I'm almost like when do I work out because I have so much time like to like awesome. I could almost fit that fifth workout in but I'm like the trade-off would be that I just go back to stressing about yeah. fitting it in when yeah. it's busy
0: and it, and it becomes that like I have to train right like instead of fuck yeah I get to train today yeah pretty much yeah. so
1: um that's been really valuable um just mindset approaching the sessions is great too because I feel mostly recovered uh, besides my legs yeah which just tend to be sore all the time <laughs> um but that's life life hey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Any no, um, client
0: special mentions for the week?
1: Uh, oh, Dylan. Uh, so, my cl- trainer client, Dylan, yeah. uh, I, whooped, I did see that story. I the week. whooped <laughs> his ass yesterday uh, in the gym. And it wasn't like a thing where I was just like purposely trying to, um, you know, yeah, mock the floor with him, yeah. and, you know, walk around like a big badger on it, like, yeah, 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 I gave my client DOMs. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's more just uh, getting. Those ones that can handle it or at that level mm-hmm. um, to push their physical limits, and you know, as a trainer, that's what you're there for too. It's like you want them coming out of it, going, "Oh, I train always train a little bit harder when you know you're around," kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, cool. Well, that's part of the reason why you're there. Once you get beyond those fundamentals, yeah, um, of just like, what's, how do you do this exercise? Um, how do I stick to my diet? And you know, there's less excuses on the weekends because yeah. they're doing everything. Then it's like you're just there to make sure they push the limits safely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big mention to him and yeah. uh, it, to one of my. It's
0: funny. Before you move on, it's a funny cat, Dylan. Like we did <laughs> um, a group workout. I don't know, I don't know just before the lift Yeah. And when he was testing his one RM deadlift. I was like, oh, whatever. I'll jump in and enjoy this. Yeah. So we had Tam on the camera. So um, you guys who maybe haven't even seen Tam because he just does everything behind the camera. He's the, mate, the guy that makes all this happen. Um, who's also super chilled, not animated, ever relaxed, dude? Yeah. Talking with Dylan, they're like laughing as Dylan puts the belt on and walks up to a 200 kilo deadlift. Yeah, I'm like, what is happening? So, yeah, like I walked up, I actually walked up and went to pick up the bar and like pulled tight and just went, no, nah, nah. can't do it. Went and got Mason, I was like, can you just come and yell at me? Because these two are just like <laughs> schoolgirls giggling and yeah. I can't lift heavy weights when that's yeah, around. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good to see him um, actually drop the hammer and get the job done. Yeah, and... if, you, um,
1: if you watch his uh, Insta story to, uh, in the next 24 hours, or even if you go on his wall, I sent him a video of his deadlifts like yesterday, and he's doing an 8RM deadlift at like 155 or something like that, and it was like the fourth set, and at the end of it, I'm like, so how do you how, did, how was that? And he goes, hard. <laughs> like, that was it. I was just, like, it was hard. That's it. He's like, just like all like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Just it's chill. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I remember one time I said to him, I'm like, can you just like go to that place that, where you just fucking grit your teeth yeah. and get the job done? And then he's just like, oh, I don't really know how I, to do I say to my to clients
0: all the time, like, you can't be a nice person yeah, and put shit. like 150, 60, <laughs> yeah, 70, yeah. 80, 200 kilos on your back and squat it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just can't do that. And then Dylan does it. Yeah, well, he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so
1: I guess like maybe the natural progression from there is like, there's probably like an extra 10% maybe somewhere that, you know, um, over time. that heightened arousal. He'll be able to tap into. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but he's certainly feeling the leg doms at the moment. So, if anyone sees him getting around the gym, I saw him from about 20 meters away today and he was walking like I've been walking the last
0: five days. And I'm like, you have sore legs, don't you? And he's just like, ah, no. I'm like, yeah. It's interesting though. I I listened to, was on the Jug Life podcast. I can't think of the guy's name now. Um, I think he's just won the 90 kilo... Um, Natty Powerlifting the IPF Um, and he's he basically found that he trained loose with his mates and then he'd go to comps and like get G'd up and do worse so now he's like known for like high-fiving spotters and shaking hands and shit on the way out and he does his lifts and then gets excited afterwards so I guess there's just different personality types. Yeah, there is definitely an
1: individual uh response to arousal like if we actually like even if we take another person um for example like the other like the other Dylan, Dylan. Sin, yeah. yeah so if we take um even just his last deadlift um or even like one of the lifts he missed I think his bench press he missed and you know he was like pacing around the the, the gym and you know he like he had, obviously had his friends had his family like we were there like you know yeah. so he was obviously working himself up and he missed his first lift and I had to pull him aside and be like just chill out, mate. Yeah. I'm like, you perform the best in the gym, and I'm yeah. like, think about what we do in the gym. We chat, yeah. we talk about what we're gonna do next, and then it's like, we're in a nice, relaxed environment, where you, it's just you and me, yeah. and we lift. And then I'm like, so just think about that, that it's just you and I. And then he's like, hit the rest of his lifts, was killing on the squats and the um, and the deadlifts up until the last one, yeah. and then it's like, the moment got a bit, a bit too niche. much, and then yeah. he's like, know, he got you to slap him on the back, yeah. obviously you would, wouldn't have known um, the wiser. Yeah. And I turned to Michael, and I said, and I was just like, why the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, he's going to miss this lift.
0: No shit. And
1: yeah, and he missed it. Yeah. And it was just that for him, Over-around it was too much. Yeah, like he just yeah. Just couldn't yeah. get everything but, um, together to, to get the lift up. I,
0: can't remember, I think it was um, Gavin Howard, who hopefully we'll have on the podcast in the next couple of months, was telling us about it's called a black zone. Yeah. So you, you kind yeah. of have um, a heart rate zone of, I think it's around like 160 to 180 beats per minute that you can stay in for a period of time it does vary for the time but it's something like 45 seconds yeah that you can be in that zone and get a 10% um strength increase and increase and i haven't seen the study or the research yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, okay. it's just like something think, i've been told i think there's
1: a muscle expert podcast on it as well a special guest on the like the neuroscience behind all that yeah, so I can't yeah, remember yeah. what number is they up to like but yeah um, I'll see if I can find it yeah he, they yeah, go, yeah he does go into explaining care. the mechanisms behind it all and how long of time frame
0: you have before your body can't tap into that maximum yeah. potential again yeah and I feel like it's going to be different for individuals oh, so like yeah. and, and even like what other stimulants you've got going on and that kind of stuff yeah. but the point was that it if you go too long it drops off and you actually get a decrease in performance so it's like you yeah. can get a 10 percent gain but you might get a 20 percent decrease if you are up there too long yeah, so well, like dylan pacing around the back for a minute before he lifts and then yeah. coming up ging up again and then it's like oh you too far gone um, yeah 100%. the best the best analogy i've heard is like uh, when eddie hall broke the deadlift record here it was back then it was like 490 i think he did yeah, in yeah. front of arnie that day yeah um at the Arnie classic he was like asleep He was sitting there, like, hoodie on, like, just looked disinterested. And then within five seconds, when he got to the bar, it was just like. Yeah, well, I guess he would practice being able to wind himself up to
1: maximum, I guess, excitation. Yeah. Um, You can't have a period before that where you're building up. It's either like, I'm sure those guys, because they're the best in the world, they switch on and off. Yeah. yeah, and it's taken a um, yeah. X amount of time to develop that skill set or yeah. um, or whatever, but they know what works for them. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, if, it's amazing how you can be asleep and the next thing you can just lift half like what, yeah, you know, yeah. a car or if, something. You
0: think about like a, a powerlifting meat too, like the, something like that could last like six hours. Yeah, so like trying to be aroused for. See, so you've got lots of passes and that kind of stuff. Like we went to the Nats and we to, mm. to watch your client. Um, that, we were there for five hours yeah to when we got lunch we come this. back so yeah. like how do you get up for a lift get down for a lift and even like do your first attempt do you actually bother um, second attempts, like I found um, most of mine responded pretty well to the like little slap on the back like let's yeah. go for the third lift particularly on the deadlift everyone was a little bit tired and it just got that yeah. bit of the timing aggression.
1: I think yeah like just the, that prolonged period of like you know being there and yeah. Um, there's going to be elevated levels of stress and yeah. stuff even regardless of like how they feel yeah. um and you could tell like there was just like everyone was like oh get this person some food and have you had anything to eat and yeah. you know maybe you need caffeine and yeah. um all that stuff so it's probably that would be the hardest thing to balance yeah, is like what do you need at the start of the meet yeah. or the day yeah. um for, for a powerlifting meet for example yeah. um to get the most out of performance is it different 2 hours later is yeah. it different 2 hours later and yeah. that's like Look, there's probably someone out there that's going to give you an answer to that. Yeah. Um. I think at the, at the end of the day, we're going to talk about today. It's like just med, managing and measuring things and yeah. um, talking about like, and, and obviously doing it, practice,
0: yeah. um, is going to be the best indicator. Yeah, it's something I, I haven't spoken with. It's definitely on my list to, to talk to um, John Challow about. Like with going into my comp is like, okay, well, what do you do? Um, yeah. I know I've heard on his podcast, he talks about like, he comes in for the squat massive so it's yeah. like weight moves weight. So he like drinks up, eats up, comes in really yeah. full. He goes like, if there's ever a time I'm gonna look like a bodybuilder, it's when I'm squatting. Yeah. And then like, yeah. it's small feeds for the rest of the day. And it's like deadlifts are just based on like how much caffeine can you get in your body. But you um, <laughs> try and pick yeah. up 350 kilos. So. I guy just squats
1: first too, man. That'd cook me if I, like I was squatting third or something. I don't yeah. think I could do it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think I'd just like quit. Yeah. The day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. Well, we better touch on my stuff. Change program this week. So move from hypertrophy, um, still obviously strength, not like a bodybuilding program, but hypertrophy phase into a hybrid phase. Um, So splitting up volume between um, lower rep, still kind of mild rep strength stuff um, with some high rep uh, hypertrophy work. So total volume of sets come down a little bit to allow for Mm. intensity coming up. Um, and so far I've PB'd my 5RM for deadlift, um, squat bench and deadlift, so feeling pretty good. Um, I think deadlift was like 30 kilos up on this time last year, so that's pretty exciting. Hitting numbers, hitting the same numbers now as I was hitting a month out last year. We're still, I think, 13 weeks to go, so. Yeah, that's real good. Fingers crossed, if I can stay healthy and it all looks pretty good for a PB, so touching Um, the the table. Yeah, Um, so that's good. In terms of client shout-outs, pretty much everyone, um, and you probably know what it's like, and you take a week off and disappear out of the country for a bit, even though I still do check-ins and we're still posting for them and stuff, usually there's like 50% maybe maybe will also have that nice little training holiday, but to all their credit, they've actually um, all gone in and got stuff done. Um, A couple have actually walked in and gone, you look much leaner than last time I saw you, so eight I'm days relaxed. ago. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's quite good. So, yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's jump into the last episode that would have just come out, which is actually it comes out today for us, but mm. we're listening, you guys will be listening to us next Friday. Um, so, just maybe chatting about the experience having Damon in. Yeah. He didn't eat me, he didn't bash me. No, no. Um, we survived, so that was all good, but... Before we go into the review, like just want to say what a like awesome dude. Yeah, totally. I was fanboying hard at the start. Like if anyone listens to it, like I don't say anything for
1: (laughs) twenty minutes. Uh, (laughs) And it's just because um, I really like the way Damon delivers information. It just sits with me so well. There's no bullshit. Yeah. It's just like this is what it is. This is how you do it. Yeah. Um. And this is why you do it. And I'm yeah. just like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. It's, it's not all really logical. Much... It's all. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he's obviously very passionate about, um, you know, uh, the way he's put everything together. Yeah. Um. And he's certainly uh,
0: got some uh, a good track record in the business. He's been what 27 years. Yeah. did You say? Yeah. It's incredible. Um, it just it's. Like and it's probably unfair to him, but I was just so surprised like how humble and um, mm, yeah. friendly and stuff a he nice was. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Just, very yeah. very nice dude. Yeah.
1: So I took a lot out of. Uh, that even just for myself, I and think we're both definitely trained harder. this Went week. back to the drawing board a little bit. Yeah, I know my Bulgarian split squats, I was like, oh, I need to train harder. Like, yeah, watching me, <laughs> he's judging me. <laughs> uh, but I bitched out my squats. So, uh, yeah, but I'm injured. So, yeah, you know. we'll blame. We'll, I'll blame that. We'll blame ben But I don't expect. I don't expect to get uh, any bigger. So there you go. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, that's my little thing that we spoke about before. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I definitely went back to the drawing board a bit after that, which was valuable. Like just in the way. Like it's not like you're gonna just adopt the same philosophy. Like we're gonna to talk to so many different people over the next six, 12, 18, 20 months, 24 months. Yeah. And it's like, so you're just gonna take, you know, the valuable lessons that sit within your paradigm and beliefs yeah. um, and challenge some of them as well and yeah. evolve them. Um, and that's really gonna help me with the way I'm programming with some of my clients. Yeah. I've already had a, a chat with a couple of them that I was doing a similar training methodology to Damon's. Um, and I did see really good success with that moved away from it learned some other stuff and yeah. I'm like well I feel like the rate of progression was better that way so I think I'm going to go shift back so that was really valuable for me yeah um, that's, that's probably the best thing I took out of that yeah So yeah, yeah definitely if
0: you if you haven't already when you listen to the podcast it's definitely like I'm going to go train harder this week yeah hundred percent.
1: yeah and I've had a few chats to my clients about just like if you can do more go and do it yeah and they're just like All right, I'm going to go change my weights and that's yeah. cool that's Again, um, the the natural progression of getting results and pushing your physical limits is knowing when you can, or even just working outside your comfort zone. Yeah, which is what you want to see
0: um, in the gym anyway. Yeah. So main takeaways um, is obviously very big on which we talked about in our first comeback episode was the data. Yeah. So like if you're not measuring it, it's not managed. Um, Damon's like level is probably even further than ours in terms of like same foods. Every yep. day, seven days, weigh in, pinch test, what happened. Yep. If you're not doing that, don't really know what's going what's on. What's going on? How can I change things? Yeah, yeah. Which it's funny we spoke about exactly the same thing the week before. Yeah. Um. So just reiterates that that like the one the guys that are out there getting the results are the ones that are that are doing that.
1: Yeah, and I think if you like, some people are going to sit there and say, "Oh, well, it's not realistic to eat the same thing and all that," and. It sounds like they do their best job of like you know, well you pick the foods you want to eat. Yeah. You pick these foods and yeah. you commit to that for seven days. Yeah. And my end of the agreement is to assess what happened and change things based off what happened in yeah. terms of your results in the gym and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's not really. I still think it's a very you know um, relevant uh, system, very plausible, um, but. It's more for those people that want to get that result in that short period of time.
0: And that's it, and it's like, it's not realistic to eat like that. Well, it's not realistic to look like that. Yeah, well that's the other thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. How many people, Like, I'm not gonna even guess um, how old Damon is, but he's been in the industry for 27 years, I think he started 18, 19, I Mm -hmm. think he said. Um, Well, even younger, maybe 16. Not many people his age walk around looking like he does. No. So it's like, if you want to have Unrealistic body composition, oh, totally. size, performance. Yep. Then you're gonna to have to do unrealistic shit.
1: Oh, just yeah, totally. Like you, you cannot look and perform a specific way. Um, just like with this, we're gonna talk about layers and rub me up hard. Let's do it. Go uh, we're gonna talk about you know that the whole balance thing. Like you cannot. You you want to have a muscular, lean, strong physique. You want to lift shit that is you know. Not human, yeah. because you know when I say it's not human, like I don't know many people out there that can lift three times their body weight yeah. up off the fucking ground. Yeah. You know, so it's like then you want to go and um, you know, eat, um, get you know get fucked up on the weekend and drink alcohol and uh, you know some people take the partying a little too hard if you yeah. know what I mean. And then you know they want to have a shit diet and you know they want to eat cake and all this stuff and yeah. they go oh but you know you got to live and it's like well you need to have a really big assessment of what living is. What living is yeah. and what's fucking important to you. Yeah, and that's
0: and that's that's it there. It's the totem pole of importance. Totem. So it's like if you if you expect balance and you've got a goal that's so that's in terms of a physical goal or even a we were talking about it before, like a business goal, yeah. if that's at the top of your totem pole, balance doesn't exist no if you want that you want an abnormal result. Totally, man. So if we I find it really interesting to look at like the correlation between um, performance in the gym and performance in life and whether it be business or whatever it is. Yep. If you want to be um, amazingly successful at business, you're not working nine to five. It's not It's not happening. No, you're not. gonna have an imbalanced lifestyle at least for a period of time until so you're successful enough to then have balance and still be comfortable and have all the things that we want. Yeah. So it's like, are you gonna prioritize time, effort, energy, and all of that now to having your balance that then you're going to have the same thing forever? Or are you going to kind of disjoint that a little bit and maybe, um, you know the, how people draw like the circle with the mm. spokes? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're, you've got a flat part of your wheel because this or this is flat. It's like, it's fucking life. Totally. Like, it's just Agreed, how, it's how things work. Like, um, we just went on holidays to Bali and I actually put a post up on my socials. It was like, I went there to train. Yeah. I didn't get necessarily like, yeah, cool, we wanted a dipping pool, but I wanted a dipping pool to get in there after I trained so I could recover better. Mm. We stayed in a different spot that probably wasn't as nice as where we could have stayed because it was closer and easier to get to the gym. I thought you did that. It was easier to get to food. It was like, like everything was based around, I need to train four to five times while I'm there and I'm not going to set an alarm. I'm going to wake up and go to bed with the sun. I'm not going to drink alcohol while I'm there. The yeah. Bars and clubs don't interest me. Where can I find the best quality food? Yeah, yeah. That was the whole premise of the trip. Because yeah. I'm trying to do a competition and do the best that I fucking can in totally. six months' time. So if you ask most people, like I even had clients being like, oh, it's like you're so annoying like that was there i can't the, believe, was the, you, I can't was believe the, you
1: went to overseas to work out went yeah on yeah. work out. Yeah, yeah it's no like
0: well stuff. i reduced the stress load from work and i did my best to take as much time as i could away from that and focus on training and still come back refreshed yeah but it's like i'm lucky enough and i mentioned this in the post too to have a partner who understood that that's what's happening. Yeah, and that was the purpose of it. And she was cool with it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty easy to be cool with it when you just go get like a massage. Yeah, yeah. it's easily manageable. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of takes care of things. But yeah. like, that's not balance. That's outside of what's normal, and pe- normal people don't do that. Shit. No, that's that's outside of other people's definition of
1: balance, and that is that is where the distortion lies, and it, and that is what gets me so rolled up about everything. Is like someone, someone comes to someone like us. In a, in a some serious like some serious shit, you know? yeah. like they're overweight, mm-hmm. they got high levels of body fat, they might have high blood pressure, you know, and they might be pre-diabetic so they're not diabetic but they're fucking going down the track of it, yeah. and it's like you know their version of balance is still um, you know uh, behaving the way they behave now, and it's like well that's part of the reason why you look and feel this way, yeah. so it's like it's like an alcoholic, you know. Is an alcoholic because they obviously turn alcohol for whatever reason. I'm not um, saying, I'm not diving into that, but I'm using this as an example. And then you go, okay, so you need to, you know, um, stop drinking alcohol and you need to do all these other things and go to um, canceling or whatever, right? Yeah.
0: And then except they go, except and, for Saturday nights. So ex- yeah, balance.
1: that's it. You go, but you can go and drink as well because that's balance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then it's like, well, that's just repeating the cycle. Yeah. So that's where things really get frustrating, I guess, when people talk about it and it's like, you know, you guys know, um, I really like to call a spade a spade, but it's not because I'm, you know, this real hard ass or anything, it's like I'm invested in getting the person the result and that's what I'm hired for. And it's like, yes, I understand that you need to have social events and, um, you know, have, um, you know, time with your family and all that and it doesn't, you might not necessarily bring Tupperware containers and all this kind of stuff, but it's like at least get to a position where you can look in the mirror and be happy with things and you get your bloods done and you're actually in a healthy range for everything and you feel good and you have yeah. good energy levels and all that kind of stuff. You go shopping and your clothes fit yeah. and all that. And it's like, yeah, then you can yeah. go here and do this and do that. It's, um, you know, I, I just is- would like someone, you know, people for eight to 12 weeks to just fuck balance yeah. and do, fuck their version of balance yeah, and just do, the, the training and the nutrition and all of that kind of stuff that's required of them from their their trainer yeah. who's knows how to do this stuff yeah. um, and then see what your most version sure. well so, yeah most of the time <laughs> but then see what your version of balance is. Get some results yeah that are aligned with your goal. Yeah then tell me what balance means for you. Because exactly. I'm telling you now, yeah. it's like all of a sudden those three workouts you do in a week are turning into four. Yeah. Your progressive overload's happening every week. Your yeah. choices when you go out for dinner are yeah. changing. Um, you know, like one of my clients, huge shift in mindset. Um, birthday was coming up, you know, it was like, oh, "This, is I'm going out for dinner, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. The next day, there was no like, oh, I've got Macca's, I've got this, I've got that. Made some really good positive changes. Felt good Monday back in the gym. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know why? Because they got results, they yeah. get results. And yeah. it's like, so now it's like, but isn't balance going out with your friends, getting hella wasted, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. eating a dirty kebab at midnight, and then you know yeah. feeling like shit on Sunday? Is that is that
0: balance for you? Not for me. No. Exactly. But it was when I was 20, 22, but yeah. I wasn't getting results in the gym. Yeah, and you and were, it, yeah, what, that's exactly it. Yeah. And it's like, and I've told my clients this heaps. Like, we did a a good life twelve week challenge, and I went, all right, I'm not going to drink twelve weeks. Yeah. Like, let's just see what happens. And like, the balance element was like. You cop it from your mates, you cop it from whatever, you feel left out, whatever. After 12 weeks of doing it, when everything else has gotten better, you don't feel like shit until Wednesday, um, you don't have fucking sad Sunday afternoons, or you don't feel like meal prepping and all that. It's like, I got all of this done. And then I actually, I, I went to a party, I reckon, three years after like I'd kind of slowed down with the going out every weekend kind yeah. of thing. Um, and this girl said to me, she's like, oh, you're so boring now. Like, you just kind of like, you don't do anything. I'm like, well, I run a business. I'm progressing with my passion, which is lifting weights. And if you only liked me when I was pissed, then we're not mates anyway. Yeah. Because well, we've it. never yeah. had a real conversation. No, yeah, exactly right. So yeah. like, I don't need that. Yeah. Outside the circle, you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So like, you've just got to own up to that kind of shit. So, all right, so maybe we'll come back to to Damon. Um, Yes, we talked about our training hard enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Damon's method in terms of simplicity is like we obviously, and we will in more podcasts go into deeper and deeper detail about different intricacies and stuff that we can play with. Um, But like the, as we were saying off camera before, like sometimes just eating 10 to 12 to 15 foods mm. and eating them consistently and doing it over yeah, a 10 so, 12 six yeah. whatever period then it's actually sometimes a lot easier to have balance um, and yeah. get results yeah I think like even
1: when we spoke to Dean and Lizzie as well they were talking about the you know the, the flexible dieting stuff where you like you eat clean you eat bro foods yeah um, eat a little bit of chocolate then try and fit chocolate into your whole diet yeah and then you go back to eating bro foods yeah um, it's very similar with your, um, like our paradigm with training and stuff. Is like, get exposed to all this knowledge, do all this complicated shit with training, yeah. um, you know, because it's, you know, this says this and this says that. Um, then you work out that the basics and simplicity um, kind of is a little more effective majority yeah. of the time. Yeah. And you go full circle again. And I yeah. think the, the, the success lies in the simplicity yeah. Um, and you know when you're you know for someone who's um, been bogged down in the hole of um, you know dieting and they're training and they're lean and they're hungry and all of that kind of stuff you you are not in a position to be complicating shit no you really just want to keep things simple yeah. and you know having a, a consistency there with simplicity yeah. um, not only gives you an easy uh, you know, paradigm to follow, but it also gives your coach um, a much better, um, a, a lot of data yep. to then make the, the necessary, relevant changes. So you're yep. not really doing dumb
0: shit, yeah, um, yeah. to get and, a result. And even like, like I'm pretty just focusing on the overall picture with most of my clients. We don't go yep. into fucking crazy detail, but like the number one thing that I want them to do is like on Sunday, write Monday's meals yeah hit your targets and then eat that every day yeah and then all i'm trying to teach so like we get caught up in this flexible dieting thing of like well, it's more i feel like the connotation the flexible dieting is changing but yeah. that old school if it fits your macros thing is like we well, yeah. just eat shit so let's separate those two and say that if it fits your macros for this example is like the the guys that try and fit the chocolate into their diet all day. And then your flexible dieting is just like you normal trying to hit your macros, but still eating just pretty good foods. Rotating foods a bit. Yeah, that's right. So what happens is if you take and if it fits your macros approach, and I've been guilty of this in the past, it's like, how many burgers can I fit in this week? Like, how much shit can I fit in? How much ice cream can I eat? Like, and I've been guilty of doing that. And then what happens is, like you said, you come back to those normal procedures. All I'm trying to teach my clients is everything that they probably deem is healthy probably is, but you still need to quantify it. Mm. You still need to understand calories, protein, carbs, fats of that food, yeah. and how it's gonna influence your body composition, training, mentality. Yeah, That's what we need to understand. On top of that, you also need to understand um, that ice cream isn't gonna fucking kill you. It's not gonna be the end of the world if you do have some, and how to, how to deal with it when it does happen. Yeah, that's all I want, and that's that to me is what flexibility is. It's yeah. like, okay, so let's set up Monday to Friday. Had a client come in yesterday who had, um, she's a school teacher. that had grandparents' day, so grandparents cook and bring food for whatever. would love that. <sighs> <sighs>
1: yeah, I'm down. What's that? What's that thing you guys are telling us about the deep fried scones or whatever? The mate syrup. Yeah, yeah. The syrup scones?
0: Yeah. Um, I still haven't had have one. Going through it's so like ones. What? Um, yeah, so shout out to Michael We want some concert. Yeah, that. We've been talking about it, it really for like five years. <laughs> um, Give me some dumplings. Yeah, so they brought in custard tarts, blah, 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 blah. blah. So yeah. she was able to go in that moment, I'm going to have a custard tart and be able to deal with the rest of the day because it was already set up. Mm-hmm. Like she already had the plan in place. Cool, put the track the custard tart, it's probably not gonna be as accurate as possible. Yeah, yeah, well, She's yeah. not doing a comp prep, doesn't it doesn't matter yeah, that but much. That's what, make but she was for it. Yeah. She was then able to adjust her dinner, make yeah, a small yeah. change and fix the problem. And she didn't come into the gym going, Oh, I'm so sorry I ate a cast of tart. It's like, yeah.
1: yeah, the the non like so the associated guilt that yeah. comes with eating outside of the walls of typical healthy foods. Yeah.
0: Um And if you ditch the guilt, yeah. you increase adherence, you yeah, increase totally. Like and there's no flow-on the effect plan. of it.
1: There's no flow-on. It's like this is I've made allowances for this change. Yeah. I've done it, it doesn't happen frequently. Yeah, and I can get on with it. And I think yeah. it's more uh, frequency and behavior. Yeah, frequency and behavior everything. Like I I you're all, I'm always looking for fr- like a frequency of anything, whether it's training a frequency in you know healthy eating patterns or yeah. a frequency in bad behavior. Yeah, and it's like okay, so we're starting to you know so um one of my clients the check-ins haven't been that great the last couple of weeks yep. before that they were impeccable Yeah. and I'm like so I got one check-in and it wasn't that good and I'm like okay so that's yep. not frequent enough yep. for me to be like to hmm, what's yep. going on here so I was like yep. what's going on oh, I've got to do this okay do it Yeah. the next one not as good I'm like okay so that's two it's still not enough like based off what I've seen Yeah. to be and I'm like okay so you've had two in a row now so then today it was just like alright what's yep. going on what is going on, yeah. you know, and that's where I think um, you know it, this whole like flexibility thing is still okay, mm-hmm. providing that the frequency is low. is low.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, it's like at the end of the day, you still want people, you know, um, hitting targets that are specified for them, um, but within food choices and food selections that like them. Yeah, not necessarily they like. Yeah, and I've spoken to you about this with <laughs> you. And what do you got? What do you like? Custard, nice custard and rice, and bubbles, rice bubbles or some yeah. shit. Um, that's the best. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, sure. That you might like that, but that doesn't like you. Yeah. You can make it fit. Yeah, whatever. I, I understand that, but that's like a every now and then kind of yeah. thing. Um, but it's like, yeah, I still I still enjoy the fact that people can do that and get on with it. I just don't want to see it that often. Exactly. You know, and I don't know yeah. where you sit on that with your clients, but I'm just yeah. like. I don't want to be, I don't want you guys making excuses to like eat outside of what's healthier for yeah. you. And when I mean healthier, I mean shit that's going to, food, sorry, that's going to give you um, you know, uh, the resources to help your body do its thing, you know? Um, detoxify itself, you know, put lean mass on your body, um, you know, uh, create uh, sufficient amounts of neurotransmitters, be able to degrade, be able to, um, you know, deal with all of the ridiculous amounts of xenobiotics and uh, anti-oestrogen foods or um, compounds that are in everything. Like, that for me is way more important than, um, you know, I, I can eat. Um, a custard tart because it fits in my macros. It's like, yeah. well
0: it's not um, it shouldn't be be I can eat or I'm, I'm going to eat it because it fits. Because I can it should be I want it. Yeah. I'm probably gonna like I'm gonna think about it a lot if I don't have it and yeah. I'm gonna feel like I'm missing out on something. So I'm gonna eat it and understand the consequences. Yeah, yeah, that's because there are it. still consequences.
1: Yeah and to 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 say that people don't do that, um like they're lying. Yeah, and if they um don't do it, like man, fuck, props to them. Yeah, uh, my hat goes off. Even though yeah. I don't have one on right now. Um, <laughs> my metaphorical hat. Yeah, goes yeah, off. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm all, I'm all for
0: the, I'm all for making it work, just not making excuses to fit it in. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And then the ones that, because it, you've got the flip side of that too, and and there's someone comes to mind that I know, I'm not going to mention who it is, is very big on the nah, oh, damn um, it. very big on the IQ Sugar. sugar. Um, okay idea yes right so yeah, um, right. an example was a birthday party children's birthday party yep um, this person's child was I think about four mm-hmm. every kid at the party had a Zuba yeah so I have actually gone and checked this after because it really pissed me off and I couldn't say anything at the time um, and they'll never listen to this so. <laughs> um, so, Azupa duper, I believe, had something around um, 10 grams of carbohydrates, primarily from sugar. It's pretty yeah. empty, but fuck, it's a piece of ice with, with water coloring yeah. and a little bit of sugar, so yeah, it yeah. tastes good. Yeah. And he's full and going to run on the jumping castle for the next four hours, I think will be okay. Yeah. So, said clean eater doesn't um, believe in eating processed food and, like, I quit sugar and, like, sugar's the devil and it's going to make you fat, blah, 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 blah proceeded to take the Zupa duper off the child in front of all the other children so that yes. they can watch them eat it all. Okay. She then went snuck outside and ate. Ate the Zupa dupa yeah. herself where no one could see her and gave the kid a banana, which has twenty five grams of carbohydrates, more calories, more sugar. Okay. So what we need to address is there's that end of the spectrum where yeah. it's like hashtag clean eating, but I really binge once a week or a fortnight. Oh, yeah, and I have a that. sneaky cupboard that I just fucking pull everything out of and go to yeah. town. Versus I fit everything in. Yeah. And I, 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 if it fits your macros, bruh, Where's yeah. in the middle well, where you're actually just eating good
1: and balancing shit? Doesn't the truth always lie somewhere in the middle? Like well, you yeah. say this all the time. It's yeah. like um, you know the whole even just what we talk about with training and stuff. It's like you know heavy lifting and adhering to form and being and slowing weights down so they activate more Well, <laughs> uh, the muscle fuck. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> the, That's tr- another episode. the truth the cool. truth lies well in that situation maybe somewhere in the middle. It's like get the form right and then lift as heavy as you fucking can. Yeah. Um, same thing here. It's like you know, going to clean and being anti everything. It's like if you're worried about, um, you know, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, pesticides yeah. and all that stuff, flavorings and all of that. It's like, well, don't fucking breathe, man. Yeah. In a populated area yeah. that's got cars and shit because yeah. that stuff's getting in your body too. Yeah. It's going too far. It's like, yeah. yes, I understand that making cleaner choices is going to cleaner. What does that even mean anyway? Yeah. Sorry. I washed it first. Uh, <laughs> Making choices that are like minimally processed and all of that kind of stuff is going to reduce the load yeah. of you know um, all of these uh, stresses, yeah, yeah, into a, your body. But to totally eliminate them, yeah, uh, you, know, you you, it's unrealistic. Yeah, you're, you you're kidding yourself. You can't do it. You're kidding yourself. And it's context. It's yeah. like chronic high levels of exposure to all of these things is the issue. Our yeah. body doesn't deal with chronic. High yeah. concentrations of everything, and that's where the problem lies. Jeez, we're talking about a whole new podcast now. That's, that's fine. Um, so that's the problem, and then you know, where and then so you got to think about you got to weigh up what what the benefit is to taking that, yeah, um, you know, that icy pole off your, off your kid at four years old. It's like frequency yeah. in behavior, yeah, like we spoke about, like we just spoke about. It's yeah. like it's not happening often, yeah, that is fine, and I'm sure that that kid stares at his ipad or a phone or a tv for x amount of time and that's yeah. creating more oxidative stress in his brain that's yeah. unprotected yeah. it's not myelinated etc like i can go on for hours yeah. about this and it's like well so we're gonna draw the line and, it,
0: and it's like you have that same kid how deep is your understanding of knowledge to understand that the macro and micronutrients required for that child per day great because it's like most most people that are in that camp are like um Okay, so you eat clean. How much energy do you consume a day? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so how much protein do you consume per day? I don't know. What's your omega three to six ratio? Uh-huh. I don't know. It's more. It's how more, many hours sleep do you get? Oh, five. From
1: an from a from an RDI standpoint, from a like a meeting the you know your requirements of even just macros and stuff, it's an even more unbalanced like approach, approach. yeah <laughs> they yeah. don't know anything you don't know all they know is they're eating vegetables it's yeah. like okay yeah. good on you yeah and, um Your like eating rocks. Like lean meats and cool. stuff yeah it's like it's even more unbalanced because you don't know if you're eating too much of something or yeah. not enough of something yeah it's just the fact that it comes from a minimally processed food type so yeah. as natural um of the state of the food type as possible which don't get me wrong is a good thing massive yeah. amounts of benefits and i'm a huge advocate of it if yeah. it's measured like yeah. anything like we always say it's measured it's good yeah. because you're meeting requirements that your body needs yeah. um you know and they're circumstantial and yeah. based on your environment and your state of health and all of that kind of stuff yeah. it's just that like the theme of every single podcast we do and every conversation we'll have
0: it's measured so it's, it's managed.
1: managed yeah and it's and it's relevant
0: yeah then i i put up a story yesterday about um on my on my instagram about it would be nice if people talked about why their diet worked rather than trying to convert you to yeah, that, like So my diet's better, so you should have my diet. Yeah, it's like, cool. So the vertical diet allowed me to eat more whole foods, so I ate less calories and I dropped weight. And I went through all of them. Um, the worst ones are the ones that just reduce calories. Yeah, so it's like, shake diets, most people are not, and I'm not saying everyone, most people that go vegetarian or vegan now is like super popular the last 12 months. most people don't actually understand the nutritional implications of that oh like you need to increase your protein by 50% just or yeah 50% per day just to go vegan because the amino acid profile of what you're eating is lower like I've heard people say um, to a personal trainer that I didn't know that barbecue shapes were vegan I can't believe they're healthy Oh, my God. Like, that's literally what we're dealing with. (laughs) So it's like, okay, so there's people out there like, cool, animal, uh, sorry, um, plant-based living, plant-based this, 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 and this. I'm vegan, I'm healthy. It's like, no, that's that's not the foundation of nutrition. You can be vegan and healthy. You can be vegan and get good results, but you have to understand, in my opinion, even more you and have to what, have an exceptional knowledge yeah. of nutrition
1: to do well. micronutrients yeah and what foods contain what because yeah it will be so easy in the absence of meat in a diet and seafood and all that especially meat and seafood mainly yeah um you're you know missing out on an abundance of um you know zinc magnesium yeah. b vitamins yeah um all those kind of things Selenium, you know, of stuff. so and it's like, yeah, where now you have to go and look at all right. Well, my idea, I or for this is you know X Y Z. I need to go get it from this food, that food, this yeah. food, that food. So, your when you put it all on the on the table, it's going to be a plethora yeah. of of food types. Yeah, and, and even, I don't even, know many people out there that are doing that.
0: Yeah, even more than that, it's looking at okay. So what am I missing on another level? Because it's like if you're if if you're a generally eat everything type person, like. The reason we eat animal meat is because it's super close to what we have on our body. So it has all the raw materials to create the tissue that we need. Mm-hmm. We're kind of in agreement with that. Yeah, totally. So if like you take that food out and start eating that's not similar, start eating foods that's not similar to your body, the composition's different. So now we need to start looking at okay, so yeah. what are the actual amino acid profiles of the foods that you're eating to make sure you've got a complete nutrition? Yeah, I agree. It's like well, and it what I didn't go into on the story, which I kind of. Um, felt like I might maybe touch on next week, but we can just do it now. Is like, I don't announce myself as a flexible dieter or whatever. The reason I lean towards flexible dieting and focusing on calories, protein, carbs, fats, and fiber is because um, a few years ago, worked with a nutritionist who had some software who could basically calculate, based on what you're eating, all your RDIs from amino acid profile, Vitamins and minerals and tell you whether or not you're on track and what you needed to do um, if you weren't yeah Every diet I submitted to her ticked all the boxes only by doing that So it's like it kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, it's like if you can hit your protein from a varied source of um, meats hit your carbohydrates from obviously we want to try and prioritize good foods, but you almost It's it's self a whole food as yeah. such or foods that like you like yeah. you said yeah, um, it's almost self-fulfilling because most of the um, high carbohydrate foods that people are going to try and lean to are also high fat yeah. and then you can't do that because then you end up over your fats so it's like well yeah. shit I can't have chocolate or ice cream I'll have to have sweet potato or potato or white rice or, or whatever it is yeah, to right. meet that carbohydrate requirement and then well, I need to get fats, so I'm going to look for, it's not going to be olive oil or like canola oil out of the bottle. It's like, well, I'll try and how do I build this meal with fat in it? It starts to look at peanut butters, nuts, good oils, that kind of stuff. It kind of self-fulfils itself to a large point. And then what my approach is, is like, okay, once you've got all of that sorted out, so protein, carbs, fats, fiber, Then if we get some biofeedback, then it's like, okay, food diary time. Tell me what you're eating. Tell me when you're eating it. Let's break it down and find out what's missing. Yeah. So it's making it so much harder for all of Like I just picked on vegans, but it's all of those diets. It's paleo. It's like um, keto. It's yesterday heard one. um, I'm on a ketogenic diet, but I don't eat fat. Then, I'm on isn't that like a carnivore I'm on low isn't that, that carnivore diet where they just eat meat. Isn't I'm on that... low, I'm on low sugar and low fat I've been keto for three months right so you just so do... okay so keto yeah. is 70% 20... fat that's the idea behind it yeah so it's like these brands of diets are just wouldn't it be awesome if there was just nutrition education for everyone
1: just like yeah. understand um, just the you know you don't have to be an expert and then just be like so these are the, situations where you might want to do this and yeah. these are the situations who, um the t- topic of nutrition really gets old, um, quick I don't know about you, <laughs> um, but oh man, like the amount of times you can talk about the yeah. same thing, um, yeah. gets old news real quick, yeah. um, not to say that I'm not passionate about it, I certainly am, yeah. um, I guess no, sorry, let me rephrase that, arguing about nutrition gets old real quick. When you actually understand nutrition, I feel like it's just easier to just state the facts. It's a fun conversation. Yes, the facts of just like, this is why you need this, and this is why you need that, not rather than defending your situation. It's just like, well, if we know this happens, if we know why we need all this stuff, then can't we just agree that um, we can get our food from a wide variety of places, and based on our moral and religious beliefs, that some people might get them from here, and that's fine. It might not necessarily be optimal, but, like what what is optimal, you know? Exactly. What I mean? um, so yeah. it's like instead of arguing, just be like, oh, okay, so you decide to eat like that. Okay, yeah. you feel good, you still get results, um, your absence of disease and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, good on you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not going to do it because I don't like whatever you eat or whatever. That, yeah. You know? um, but I'm going to do this, and I'm getting good results too Exactly. And, you know, if you ever want to try it, you know, here's yeah. all the information. Yeah. Um, Etc. Instead of yeah, just having that argument all the time. And
0: that's and and I think feel like we've talked about it before, but like when someone comes to me on x diet it's like the first question is why it's like and if the answer is because so-and-so lost weight or because it's healthier or because um whatever joe rogan said sugar's gonna kill me whatever reason that you've got for being on it isn't based on it makes me adherent then we need to have a conversation because it's like you need to understand what's actually going on so then you have a a you're coming from an educated point of view as to why that strategy is working for you. Yeah. It's not magic and that you can... Because I feel like there's lots of people doing X because it's healthy, but they, they don't actually enjoy it and they're kind of slogging it out. Oh, that totally Where it's like, okay, we well, don't, you know you don't have to do that. Yeah. Oh, don't I? I didn't know. I didn't know I have to do that. It's like, well, yeah, you, you're achieving, whether it be calorie restriction, macronutrient mm-hmm. control whatever it is, via this vehicle, but there's 10 vehicles that you can choose from. In most instances, it's all just energy restriction in some
1: way, shape, or form, whether it is not eating carbs after 6 p.m., um, whether it is sticking to the paleo method, it's like you only lost body fat most of the time, yeah, um, because you just didn't need as much as you burned progressively usually. over time, yeah, um, and your body's deemed it necessary to go and find it's the energy that you're not eating yeah. from your own body fat, correct? Um, so I just summed up fat loss in 30 seconds. We're Can done, give me all your
0: money, <laughs> we're out. No, no more podcasts ever, yeah. um, all right. So maybe we'll try and rewind back to um, reviewing Damon's podcast <laughs> if we feel like if, it. Yeah. Um, so one thing I found interesting, and we kind of discussed as well, was um, the no deload idea. Yeah. Now, my confirmation bias, I would probably put it down to, was Damon's explanation for not deloading was changing the variables <laughs> quick enough that it, it wasn't required. Yeah. So, um, and then that got me thinking about okay, so the STT fit programs, we don't specify um, <coughs> RPE or percentages or anything like that. It's just four weeks of the program. Yeah. Now, if you get a brand new program, what are you going to have to do week one? Find out where you're at for that particular workout
1: in terms yeah. of frequency, you know, intensity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's like you can go and do, as a coach, like I could go and look at, all right, so Tam squatted. X for this many last time and then <clears throat> the squats moved a day and the reps went up by two and he also had more um, Bulgarians the day before. Yeah, Is he going to squat the same amount? Maybe, maybe not. It's going to be kind of different. So even if you uh, you could spend an hour trying to work out what their numbers are going to be or you just go in that week and build up until you can do like a top set and that, like, that'll probably find out by your last set of prescribed training where your numbers yep. are at then your next week you come in and start from there and you should have adapted a little bit. One, from skill adaptation, being better at it. Two, getting being used to it. it, being more comfortable with it, yeah. more confident with it, and then the weights are gonna go up over a period of time. Our program's last four weeks. Yeah. Probably not gonna max out a program in four weeks. Uh, that's where I was gonna <coughs> chime in was, I think it
1: comes down to relative time spent on any given exercise uh, training yeah. program, no exercise training program. Yeah. Um, so, based off the experience that I've seen with my top end, uh, we'll call them athletes, because they actually do what they're told. <laughs> um, total time on a, any given training program may influence the need to deload, mm-hmm. because they've reached a situation where they're hitting peak performance, yeah. and it's been like that for a certain amount of time, yeah. um, or they feel a plateau, or the, and the plateau might be you Know related to something, and you've tried to find it, and yeah. sometimes it's just back off, yeah, and go again, yeah. And it's like you spend a week doing now. I'm curious to know to see where you sit on the whole DLO thing because there's like people are like doing you know 50% volume and 50% intensity for everything, so they're like walking in the gym doing like 50 kilo deadlifts yeah. or 50 kilo bench press, yeah, um, for you know, two sets, and yeah. then they go home, I'm like. I personally would rather go and walk my dog yeah. for that time than yeah. spend my time fucking around in the gym for that. Yeah. Um, where then there's other people, and I've spoken to um, Chris, um, and you know he trains the PTC and with Alex and stuff, and they do a deload on their top set, so yeah. the top set deload, and the rest of the accessory work is still the same. The same and that's yeah. where that's what I do. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to know like what. Your, in, you know, your method is, or yeah. your philosophy behind all that
0: is. Yeah. Um, so I took, so I got basically two different programming methods. So yeah. I have to identify them both separately. Yeah, yeah. One is for people with primarily strength goals. One is primarily primarily physique goals. Yeah. So there's kind of a difference between the two. Yeah. My um, primary strength focused guys. Yeah. Um, will follow um, a different volume structure. So it's based on their Squat patterns, deadlift patterns, bench press patterns, pulling patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I use it's. Well, I'm not going to say I made it up. It's from Chad Wesley Smith, uh, from Juggernaut God, man, Performance. disclaimer like everyone yeah. else does. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's a rotation of RPE. Yeah. Now, what the limitations I find with that is my interpretation of RPE versus my yeah. clients. So that's RPE my That's different. my beef with that um, as well. And whether or not there's sometimes and I'm doing this at the moment like so to clarify what that means so week one eight out of ten Yeah, so, so two reps that left. means you have two reps left in the bank Yeah. now a lot of the time I'll train with someone and it's like okay so you could have done five yeah. Um, and, it, and the question kind of becomes okay so if I drop a thousand dollars on the platform in front of you you Which couldn't you couldn't do another five and they're like oh yeah I probably could So like, okay train harder do you know what I mean so it's like earning that deload. But what I find works for me, cause I don't have many hundred percent adherent athletes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't train many of me or you. Yeah. Um, what I find works from a, cause obviously we need to consider the psychological factors. Of this yeah, well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Is giving people a week where they train balls to the wall mm. works. Yeah. People that probably wouldn't have gone that hard before will because they know they don't have to do it for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get a rest next week. Now, so the way it works is so eight, nine, 10 is the RPE scale. So we have one is eight, then nine, then 10. The reality of anyone really hitting a 10? Probably not. Probably not. Um, there's no one really like buckling under the weight. But yeah. again, from understanding, you kind of probably would need to write a 12 for yeah. so people to really fail like they're on a, on a platform or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so ramping that up, back down to eight, And then what I aim for them to do is your RPE8 should be the RPE9 from last time. Yeah. And then I also tell them, and this is, I think, been critical, is what I'm gonna do is at the end of this program, I'm gonna compare your week three, which is RPE10, with your week six, which is RPE10, and see if there was an improvement. Yeah. So you go balls to the wall on the third week, Balls to the wall on the sixth week to see if this program worked. Yeah. Or your nutrition worked or um, our changes in your sleep or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does shit work in this phase? And that's the data that I'm relying on. Yeah. Nice. If it works, it's like, and then it comes back to in terms of like deloads. Um, the feedback on those two weeks is important too. Yeah. How did you feel training as hard as you could for that week? Yeah. My joints hurt. I couldn't sleep. I was moody. Blah blah blah, cool. We're like maxing out your volume that you can take per week. Yeah, um, I felt pretty good. I felt strong. Probably could have done another week there. Felt okay. Volume's too low. Yeah, I think the <coughs> the
1: goal will dictate the I guess the type of deload we could almost yep. say because it's like in a, from a hypertrophy standpoint. Yeah, it's like you almost need to push the needle beyond um, yep. to get that like you know super compensation. Yeah. Um, and then you, know, you take you get that taper period, which you could argue is a deload. Yeah. Um, and then you get the necessary desired outcome after that. Yeah. Um, strength. I, look, I feel like it just is a tool to manage fatigue, and when shit's not working. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just need to use it as you need to. Um, yeah. Does a gen pop client need to deload? I don't think so. Um, I just think changing their program is nece- is, is good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's assessing like, the detail that you're talking about just there yeah. is someone who's taking Good.
0: care of a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of the data points that are required to perform that way. Yeah, um, so and that's it. Like so, with our STC fit programs, um, the STCfit.com ones that twenty of our trainers use every single day, <coughs> they do that inherently. Yeah, so like you build up your weights every week for four weeks, then you get a new program. The same thing's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like you max out, you come back yeah, down, push you max the needle out. up. Yeah. Maximize it at the top, bring yeah. it back down, yeah. build and it up again. Although a lot of our trainers will actually have that conversation. It's like, well, how do you feel week four? You can you, We're still progressing. Everything's going really smoothly. Are you bored? Because that, again, training yeah. gym, pop clients, we need to think about that psychological aspect. A, yeah, a little bit <coughs> entertainment factor, yeah. we call it, guys. Are you bored? I'm no. Good. Sweet. Do another week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, Delete I'm those pleased. numbers. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah, and let's roll it. Until yeah, stay on a
1: ticket till, you till you're not getting any more results, so or try. something. There is a red flag. Yeah. You know?
0: There's no red flags. Don't change stuff if it's not, you know, broken. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So coming back to, um, so the hypertrophy deload, using uh, again someone else's method because I haven't created this stuff by myself. I've just found pieces from different people that I find work the best for me and adapted them to the clientele that I work with. <clears throat> so, Mike Isretel's Renaissance um, volume landmarks yeah. would be how I would deload a bodybuilder. Yeah. So, that would be... So, take it to... Dropping back was to... Was a minimum effective volume? Uh, I would go, actually, probably back to maintenance volume. Oh, sorry.
1: Maintenance volumes just to keep what they have. Yeah, Correct. sorry. Um, yep. Minimum effective volumes—the the, the smallest amount they to can make. With. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, back to maintenance volume. Yeah. So does so does maintenance volume change based off the level of the athlete? Well, yeah, there is. Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: it'll it'll shift, um, and, and this is where it breaks down. A this little is bit. where
1: we could talk about this for
0: an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like. So Mike gives um, landmarks. Yeah. That should be ish right. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing yeah and it's again, a roundaboutish recommendation we're talking yeah. about that bell curve now yeah. if you were to so let's say um, it's uh, maintenance volume for your quads is like four sets a week yeah so let's say for example let's say that yours is actually six yeah if you did four um, you're probably not going to lose that much and the yeah. first week you come back you're going to gain it again I was just about to say it's still yeah. okay
1: you just might yeah. you might lose 100 grams of Contractile tissue. Correct. Just an example, At best. By the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then if yours was actually two and we gave you four, it's still a huge decrease in stimulus you can recover. Yeah, you'd be fine. So it's like, there's probably not yeah. that much in so terms break of the bang. So break the bank for most people. Yeah. I don't think, so yeah. Um, Mike is obviously super, super passionate about it and seeing him yeah. speak about it. Um, his philosophy was over a year, <clears throat> you find a body, take a body part and find what your MV is, so your um, minimum volume to keep a muscle. So you might go, okay, so for now, I'm gonna find out what the minimum volume for me on my quads is mm. to train this week. So you still do all high volume, everything else. Yeah, yeah, just But less you reduce the volume of your yeah, quads. Yeah. If they still grow, it's too much. So if they're like a ultrasound on your, muscles to yeah, so quantify, it would become that, quite difficult I think you too. would have to get ultrasound yeah so again it's and that's where I was kind of heading with it. it's like fuck that's in depth <laughs> yeah to for me yeah, I would so. just look at it and go um, and even as like someone who's into strength if I was going to go on holidays I would probably just take those MV numbers yeah, and totally. if I can keep my contractile muscle while I'm on holidays, yeah, I'm not going to regress in strength because I'm going to keep the contract muscle.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I kind of that's what I do when I go away. Anyway, it's yeah. like I only want to go in like maybe three days to do a full body workout. Yeah, I eat about eight reps because it's the sweet spot. You're not going too heavy. Yeah. you're not doing too light. Yeah, um, and I'm like, well, if I can lift a relative eight RM. Uh, yep. I'm going to give my body the best chance for it Six. not to go, hey, we don't need this muscle anymore. Yep. Um, let's you know break it down yep. um, you know we're not training anymore. Yeah, and, One and week's probably
0: not enough time anyway, but that's... What know. I found most interesting seeing Mike speak when he was here recently was the massive gap between MV, so maintenance volume, yeah. and minimal effective volume. Yeah. Some of them, it's like 10 sets.
1: Yeah, well, we did the figures the other week. I oh, yeah. can't believe it. The, so it's
0: like if you're doing five sets of quads per week yeah. to maintain, sweet. To grow. <coughs> if you're doing do 10, yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah, Yeah, until you get to, these um, these aren't the right numbers, yeah, don't quote yeah. me on this, but like, it might be, so yeah, like five's maintenance. Um, if you're doing 10, you're still getting jack shit. Yeah, to grow, until you, have until you to do like 15, 20. Until you get to 15, it's like, yeah. cool, so you could be busting your ass. So what if, yeah,
1: what if you're sitting in that 10? 10, 10 where, to 12, yeah, getting no 10, progress. So this is where people's philosophies on training paradigms differ, because then it's like, well, what if you were doing those 10 sets and you were overloading each time, would that mean that you put on more contractile tissue? Well, uh, so my argument is that there's not enough volume. Yeah, but then it's like, but what puts muscle on the body? Weight on the bar? From what we, yeah,
0: discussed. so yeah, but the so my position of it at the moment, based on all the smart dudes in the world, yeah. is not us included. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you're lifting over, um, sixty-five yeah, percent, for yeah, yeah, most yeah. body parts, yeah, yeah, um, total relative total lifted volume is what dictates, yeah, muscle I, growth.
1: I, I get ya. I guess so, like what, the flip of the coin, or the sorry, the other the the elephant in the room is yeah. that how intensity based are those sets? How effort? How F, How how we'll based? based. Plan, right? Yeah. So, but is that are we talking but to how far right? So yeah. how far is fa- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah how yeah. hard are these guys pushing the needle? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's where I'm like, yeah. and this is I'm not going out to dispel this this yeah. paradigm and favor someone else's who we just spoke about yeah. I'm just like accepting yeah. that there are so there's many crack. different ways to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to do this stuff and finding yeah. one that works yeah. is really tough.
0: but having been in a zone where I'm training but probably not enough and not getting results and then it's like you just increase that volume a little bit I'm sure you've had it before as well mm. <clears throat> increase that volume a little bit and all of a sudden there's all these new gains and yeah, it's like yeah. The, the jump wasn't that far
1: yeah I don't know I, the, the one thing that I find interesting is like is it just doing more like we spoke about like with the Phil Heath thing the other week it's yeah. like he just does more of a not really intense workouts yeah but he just does more yeah so that's but, what gets it to him so it's yeah, like if he trained but,
0: harder yeah and did less but he's still training in a volume zone that elicits response yeah <clears throat> now if you're doing not enough sets So think about um, you got to think about capacity, right? Yeah. So there's total volume shifted that you can you can recover from. Yeah, totally. All right. So we've got let's say that that's a thousand kilos per week on your quads. Yeah. You can shift a thousand kilos per week and recover from that. Yeah. So if you do a thousand and five, you're gonna get progress. Yeah. Yep. So if you're training (coughs) and doing nine hundred. Then you do 910, 910 yeah. 920, it's still not going to elicit pro- progress. Yeah, okay. <coughs> it may, some, but it's not sure. going to be maximized until you get to what you can actually recover from. Yeah, you start and to it's... push that stimulus. Yeah, that's nice. the way I understand it. Yeah. Which makes logical sense, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, my yeah, it, if I was, um, well, for example, um, I'm going to be away for a month over Christmas time <coughs> I will possibly if we have a hotel gym that would be that's decent yeah that has enough yeah. that would be my approach it's like okay go and train minimal sets almost to failure um, based on the renaissance prescribed yeah. minimal volume and know that I'll come home pretty close to how I left so that's based off a
1: lean body mass uh, level level not necessarily strength. How so? So you're doing these sets to maintain your current level of lean body mass. Correct, yep. So does that necessarily correlate to the same level of strength that you would have before you left? No, because there's skill
0: acquisition involved and um, to strengthen contractile function. So would you lift, so I'm not gonna mean to put you on the bus here. Oh, I'm enjoying. It.
1: So would you it's lift I'm not even I'm not even putting you on the bus. I'm <coughs> curious, I guess, is why. You know, we have these conversations without the camera there. So if you maintained the loading patterns yep. that were the same as your strength patterns at back home.
0: Yeah. You would essentially maintain the strength and the muscle and, mass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So now we're looking at we've got the pattern. Yeah, so you're practicing the skill of the it. skill of it. So you haven't lost the skills. Yeah, so, so then you... it's
1: like, does the does do those minimum effective dosages of volume maintain the muscle mass? Yeah, and then do those loading patterns maintain the skill acquisition, yeah. which facilitates the strength? Yeah, I'm just thinking like, what if someone was like, hey, I want to go away. I've been pulling um, like before I went on my honeymoon. Like I was pulling 200 kilo plus deadlifts yeah. for reps. Yeah, so I was like, if I just want to do that, yeah. when you get back. Manta- yep. Yeah, so was there a way, if I obviously went to a place that had access to all that stuff, yeah. um, could I have maintained the level of muscle mass that I had before I left, Yeah. Um, and maintained this, the same strength
0: yeah. when I got back? Yeah, so you know? I don't know of any models yeah. that are based around, because then you, you kind of like, so Mike Ishital worked with Tad Wesley Smith to make the strength, kind of oh, yeah. protocol yeah, nice. um, and then he's got his hypertrophy yeah, 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 for the yeah. Most as well so <coughs> I don't know of a minimal effective strength yeah result. So it's like if you just set so, it once would that be enough yeah and it's like well um, just having the skill acquisition doesn't doesn't give you the um, <coughs> contractile strength correlation mm. Does that make sense? So it's like you can't just go squat at sixty five percent and expect to get back and squat the same. But, 100%? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Totally so it like, different. It's all different, yeah, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, everything's different. And that's why powerlifters squat bench are deadlift more than once a week because yeah. it's like it's, there's a large skill element involved totally. to that, and it's it, correlated mm-hmm. to that. So I always go the frequency back... dosage then as well. Correct. So I always go back to <clears throat> when I play cricket, for example, um, I would between games and training play seventeen hours of cricket a week. Yeah, so, so people are like oh you can't squat more than once or twice a week it's like well why not why I used to bowl doesn't that go down to the whole um, <coughs> like diesel mechanic
1: thing where they yeah, got like, right. massive forearms Forens, arms, yeah, and yeah. they shake people's hands and they break them yeah. and they're like oh I can't work today like, yeah it's like, like I used to work yesterday?
0: I used to sprint 15 metres and slam my front foot into the ground and rip my arm over as hard as I possibly could for 17 hours a week yeah. Well, at, at training say probably 10 of those hours was at training most of that time, I was bowling balls mm. to get good at the skill, and I was good at it. Yeah. Totally. So it's like, yeah, what it comes why can't we do that now? Person that does more to a certain extent is going to get better at that skill yeah. than the person right. who doesn't. Yeah. So it wasn't a very measured approach back then, but it's like now we can look at more variables and make that true. Yeah. <clears throat> My argument would be, if you're going to take a month off, strength lasts longer than muscle yeah. tissue. Um. You're gonna kind of lose some, possibly, if you're not like doing those big strength lifts. Yeah. You yeah. may lose some skill acquisition, but it ta- it comes back. I would just yeah. refer to it as potential strength. Yeah, yeah. So if you can can keep all your contractile muscle during that time period, then it might take three four weeks to get back, but the strength's still there. Yeah, nice. And it even just like, I feel like there's an emotional like a psychological element to it of like just getting back under that much weight when you haven't done it for a while. Mm. You put that bar on your back, and you're like, oh, that feels heavy. Do you know what I mean? Like when you haven't yeah. done that pattern for yeah, a while. Yeah, they're doing it for so. the
1: last three weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Living it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our special guest, Ben Scott, on all things programming. Programming. Guys, so, yeah. thank you for your time. like my bad
0: mm. Nerd out at the moment. Just <laughs> programming. Chuck him under the bus. Mm. All right. So,
1: let's, again, come back to reflections on uh, you know podcast with Damon. Um, so I think, uh, <coughs> excuse me, coming back to the the king uh, element of all things training, mm-hmm. is strength. Mm-hmm. I think like we, um, you know, weeks before we even started doing all this stuff again, uh, Put together our training paradigm, you know, things that we believe, um, you know, all people, regardless of you know, fat loss, performance, uh hypertrophy, whatever. Like, what are those things that people need to have um and then which way do they want to go? Yeah. And the first one in every single
0: case was strength. So even to rewind it back from there, we work in health clubs. We have very different demographics, um, demographics come through the door from a wide range of areas. However, most of them can be boiled down to three things. They yeah, either yeah. want fat loss, they either want or they want strength slash performance mm-hmm. um, or they want muscle mass. Yeah. Sometimes they want all three. Or a combination of two or whatever. But yeah, they're yeah. kind of where people want to go. Yeah. We know that to get any of them, you need to be strong. The strongest person survives. Correct. So it's like if you want to um, and the, the way I explain this is oversimplified, but it gets the message across to my clients. If you, because most of my clients are still pretty much in that kind of fat loss realm, a little bit of muscle building, but it's primarily just on the glutes. Yeah, Nothing else is allowed to grow. Don't make my shoulders bigger, only my butt. Yeah. <clears throat> so getting this message across in terms of, well, why do I have to squat so heavy? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, if you think about on an energy equation, does it take more energy to lift 105 kilos in a workout than it did to lift 100? Yes, if you continually do that over time, the idea is that you're outrunning the adaption to the training stimulus from the week before, keeping you in a calorie deficit. So if you can continually increase your output in a workout, it means that your calorie output is also increasing and that's going to facilitate
1: faster. So are you saying lifting heavier yes. in the session is burning more energy yeah. or doing what? more in the session is? So what I'm trying to quantify mm-hmm. is that a 10 RPE one week, and yep. a 9 RPE one week and a 9 RPE the next week yep. are both, if they are true, yep. are relative to their levels of strength, yep. which would possibly correlate to their same level of energy expenditure
0: maybe. Uh, so they lifted the same weight. Uh, no, more. So it just felt. Yeah, they just got stronger. Up. So it's like, are they yeah. burning more energy?
1: Like, do you burn more energy being stronger? Like, do I? Does my, does my, uh, stronger self? Yeah. Um, if I lift five kilos more, <coughs> the RP is the same. Am I just? Yeah, am I understand. burning more energy? Like, I'm, I'm not. Understand. I'm not. I'm. I'm just curious. I yeah. Guess.
0: So what we're looking at is really unquantifiable. So yeah. what we're looking at is we know we have this awesome thing called homeostasis, which ruins all our fucking plans because it stops us from getting super strong, super massive, well, super strength. It's pretty awesome. It's <laughs> it just, keeps us alive, yeah, yeah, but doesn't, pretty, it doesn't It's pretty it hard good, to look actually, like a superhero. If you talk about it from outside of a body composition <laughs> <laughs> standpoint, it's fucking incredible. Yeah. So, so we had this thing, homeostasis, yeah, that's yeah. trying to adapt to every single balancing balancing system, after, yeah. right? So if you're eating continuously, let's... Say because I work with mostly girls, it's two thousand calories yeah, yeah, yeah per day. So that at the moment, let's say that that's a ten percent deficit for one of my girls. Yeah, the body is trying to adapt to that as a stimulus. yeah. So it's trying to make that that ten percent deficit disappear. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, decrease <clears throat> decrease temperature, mm. movement, movement, fidgeting, etc. Whatever, whatever. all of, ray, of that, or et cetera, et cetera. All of that will shift to allow that person to be around two thousand calories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we've got that happening. Yeah. Then we've got. Your body's also trying to adapt to the stimulus that you applied from a training standpoint. So we squatted 100 kilos, it was hard. We want to make squatting 100 kilos not as hard because it was a huge stress which made us feel like we were in danger. We need to adapt to that so we can deal with life. Yeah. And then, like, not die. Yeah, that's right. So if we not die and we adapt to that stimulus, if we are then in the next week able to lift 105 kilos, hopefully the goal is that we're staying ahead of that adaptation uh-huh. So the body is adapted to 100 yep. and we throw 105 at it. Exactly, yep. It's still just as stressful as it was last week. <sighs> fuck we got to go again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So to answer your question, if it's if nine RPE was 100 and then the next week 9 RPE was 105, yeah within that time frame I would say yes the calorie output, it's impossible to say definitely, but the goal is to have it be the same, if not more than the week before from your training session. Yep. So you try and just to like stay ahead of this homeostasis that's coming over your shoulder. Yeah, it's yeah. chasing you all the time. Now, I don't have data on that. <clears throat> I don't have research on that, and I don't have anyone out there smarter than me that's saying that. No. It's just, if you look at... So the way I... have <clears throat> the way I analyze things at the moment is: if that were true, what would it mean? Yeah. yeah so I'll if you your that. body is adapting to a stimulus every week, I can't tell you how fast it is. No one can, because it depends on sleep, nutrition, stress, zenoestrins, all, yeah, all that right, shit, right? Yeah, yep. So no one can answer that question. But what I can tell you is, you're giving yourself the best chance if you get stronger every week. I understand? If you're moving away. Yeah. So that's how I put it across to my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I already knew that. I just wanted to explain it to everyone. <sighs>
1: You did a good job. Good job, man. Next episode's all Jason.
0: <laughs> well, I'm being that you wanted me to be the host <laughs> last week,
1: or the other day, you know, you're like, you do all the talking and stuff. So now I'm I'm taking the torch and I'm asking all the questions. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, you can do the wrap up. Um, okay, so. Go. I think we're nearly out of time. Yeah. Do I. I got 55 seconds. Am I going to be able to do that in time? All right, let's see if I can do it. So. <laughs> And it'll
0: keep running. So we have
1: five, nothing five. else to talk about. We're wrapping up. No, no, no. Um, so I think like the reflections on, um, geez, we've talked about everything today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what the one thing that we want to come back to is, you know, following, being in a position where we can follow the plan.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we can talk about all of this cool stuff. Um, yeah, we've talked about so much cool stuff today. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we need to be in a position where, you know, following the plan is going to elicit the result that has been outlined by yourself and your trainer. And what I mean by that is like it's not, it's not, you don't come into the gym and set a plan that you think you want. You set a plan that you can actually do. Yeah. Because as as your trainer, when I when we sit there and say, all right, so this is what you want to get, this is the time frame, these are all the necessary landmarks that need to be hit along that way. Can you do it? And when you say yes, we actually think that you're gonna do it yeah. because we've, you've come to us and asked and said, you know, yeah. do all this stuff. We've got all this information that needs to be um, you know, given out. So how are you feeling? And this is your diet and yeah. all that kind of stuff. If you're in a position where you cannot follow that, it's okay. Like we, yeah. you know, you, you need to communicate that to your trainer yeah. because, you know, following the plan gets you the result. If you're not following the plan, it's useless. What did, what did um, Dean say the other day? Any uh, good advice? They uh, have to listen next yeah, week. Yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> the best plan is the, the one that you can follow. Um, so, if you are in a situation where, you know, you're not necessarily you know, getting all the workouts in, um, you might be fabricating your check-ins a little bit, um, and, you know, there's certain, the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit, that is the time to start to communicate that to your trainer. The yeah. good ones want you to know, want to know that stuff. The good ones actually want, it to, want to know when things aren't working. Yeah. Um, so that they can put you back on track and and yeah. get all these quantifiable data points together so they can put you back on that. And what, on the track of getting results. It,
0: what Jason's saying there is like, well, how do I know I've got a good one? Is how many questions I ask after that. Yeah. So my clients very rarely get an answer. They always get a question. It's like, I'm feeling this, what should I do? Okay, answer this, answer this, answer this, answer this, and answer this, answer this, answer this. Cool, maybe stay the same, or maybe we'll change something. But it's like, knowing you've got a good coach is usually the one that's asking more questions to find out more data points, more information to decide whether or not a change is required, or it could just be, an actual coaching conversation.
1: Yeah, can we go back to following it? Yeah, to so keep everything the same. Yeah, and you because you've committed yeah. to following it again. Yeah, so there's no crazy intervention that always needs to happen, um, but following the plan is the most important thing. And you know, biggest reflection. you'll you guys will work it out over the time um, that you know, regardless of who's coming in and what's talking. Or Ben and I are just chewing the fat and talking about training methodologies and stuff.
0: Um, adherence is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe just to close off on the balance thing um, I wish we had the camera on earlier because we got Jays real fired up um, which is a little more subdued once we yeah. once we got rolling it's less very yeah less or <laughs> <definitely laughs> less um, so what we want to get across is be honest with yourself as to what balance is because yeah. like our conversation kind of went a little bit of a circle where it's like well your balance sucks but we still Need encourage balance, balance. Yeah, yeah. but it's like well, what is your balance don't kid yourself that binge eating binge drinking mm-hmm. um, whatever it is the self harm or self like that cycle that you're in at the moment don't justify that as being balanced and actually yeah. have a look at what's fucking important what you really need to do and then build balance around them. yeah yeah but ba- your behaviors are
1: gonna build your balance and if you need to behave like to get certain an outcome. Like we always say, like, you know, you wanna be somewhere, you, you wanna be someone, whether it's yourself as more successful version or you know, a, a more jacked and stronger version of, of yourself, think about what they do. Think about yeah. their belief system, their behaviors, and what's balanced for them. Yeah. Because that's moving, essentially, you know, your behaviors dictate your long-term outcomes, so you're moving towards that. Yeah. You're kidding yourself um, if your current behaviors in your current state, um, are balanced because yeah. they're the reason why you're there
0: right now, yeah. and you you you're distorted. Yeah. yeah. If you wanna wanna um, look like Jason, lift like Jason, and feel like Jason, and you're not willing to do what Jason does on a weekly basis, you are kidding yourself. Yeah, essentially. Like it's it, and that's what it takes. It's like well, if, if who do I want to be and what do they do? Yeah. In summary yeah. of what you yeah, yeah, just yeah. said, so it's like that's 100% take home on our yeah, rants just today less wearing, swearing lots less yeah <laughs> lots less yeah um <laughs> we'll sure. leave it there so yeah. next episode uh we're gonna have uh dean and lizzie from yeah. flex success so if you're not already um jump over give them a follow um shout out again to damon for coming on it was yeah, awesome yeah, it was really good <clears throat> um so recomp hq yeah. um damon hey how are both on instagram yeah um, if you want to go check them out what we didn't really touch on today was uh, um insurance and all that kind of stuff. So anyone yeah. who's looking at getting into PT and wants to work with, basically wants Money to apply any of the cool shit we just spoke about. Yeah, you probably need be, to look at yeah, um look some kind of, uh, next level insurance. Yeah, um, on top of your basic Fitness Australia type stuff. Yeah, all right, let's stop talking. Yeah, ciao. See you next time.